My name is Mr. X, but you can call me Leo, and we are having a special episode of the Full-Blooded Podcast. Two special guests I'd like to introduce to you guys. Uh, gentlemen to my left, take it, Jose. Hey, how's everybody doing? My name is Jose. Welcome to my casa. Yeah, hold on. Are we getting paid for this yet? We're good. Oh, okay. And <laughs> we're recording. Uh, you know, this, is, this is Simon. <laughs> <laughs> We've done this like three, four times, and I still don't know if you're here or not. Okay, because I know you're here. Uh, okay, so uh, this is the time when when my listeners, uh, Germany is one of our biggest listeners. Really? Or, yeah. I think because they're the only uh, out-of-country listeners. I don't know if anybody else listens, but I know Germany likes it. And we've had some long distance. This is years ago. Uh, you were asking me why, why the podcasting. Yes. And uh, I don't want to answer that until we give our listeners a little bit of background. I met Simon and Jose like four years ago, I think. It was an Ensenada cruise, the three-day cruise, and uh, your wives were really nice, and they talked to my girlfriend, and they said, oh, you guys are doing like ballroom dancing or something. We were doing a rumba and some land band. They saw us. We started talking. The next thing you know, we're uh, hanging getting, out doing a tequila. Getting fucked up. That's what we're doing. <laughs> <laughs> well, can we cut this? Dirty, yes, dirty yes. Dirty <laughs> Uh, talk about great dancing. <laughs> I remember you guys were telling me, yeah, man, I'm not going to let these guys pick me up. You know, the, the bartender's there, the guys the whistle. They're going from bar to bar. They're giving you shots, and then they pick you up, and they shake you up and down. And I'm not kidding, Jose. It, this, is, this has really happened. Simon looks at me and says, oh, dude, I'm not going to get like that. I'm not going to fuck that. That's not going to happen to me. I think like 45 minutes later, <laughs> we're at a third bar. And you're the one on the guy's shoulder. And he's, you're a Marine. <laughs> you remember I, that? I don't remember that. I was in a state of blackout, so <laughs> obviously it didn't. You were happen. having a good time. That's why. Yeah, I, I mean that's what that's designed to do, right? Go from bar to bar and just have shots and. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah, I, I didn't do any of that. I was already nursing a hangover. It was it was pretty depressing uh, to see all these kids like follow you from bar to bar as we get off the, <laughs> the tour van, you know, selling chiclets or. Ponchos or, or something constantly, but I bought a, a Raiders. Yeah, same, same here. Yeah, I bought, I bought the one you were gonna buy before yeah. you. Yeah. yeah, I know. I didn't care which one I was gonna get because no one's gonna oh, see that me a, in a it. Poncho? Oh, yeah, yeah, real punches. Yeah. yeah, real good. So, uh, Jose, please explain a little bit about your background. Like, let let the audience know whatever you want them to know. Ooh, see. I love your home here in West Covina. It's, it's wonderful. I love the the swimming pool and the the streaming and the little. Nice. You know. It's kind of cold right now, or else we'll be doing the podcast in the, in the pool. Yeah? Oh, nice. <laughs> we might not make it through the podcast. But. So, so anyways, talk, go ahead. Uh, yeah, my name is Jose. Welcome to my casa, like I said. Um, I'm uh, a 51-year-old uh, male, and uh, just uh, I work for the school district. I don't know if I should say the school district, but I work for the school district. Uh, but I've been, I've been uh, here in this beautiful country for let's see 40 years so that's a long time that's a long time what what was home before here oh uh leon guanajuato mexico you still remember it eh, a little bit a little bit yeah. a l very very little me too, uh, yeah. my parents brought me when i was 10 years old mm. and i wasn't you know i wasn't really like out in the streets or anything so they were, you know they, were, they kept me at home a lot so i was you know i wasn't really you know, that kind of a kid, I guess, to say, going all over the place. But yeah, I don't remember that much about it. But two two things I want to ask you because two things I, I know that made an impression on me when I first met you. Uh, the first impression, how good I was dancing. <laughs> the first, I know you're checking me out. I know you're checking me out. <laughs> the first impression was how you worked for the school district for like a long time. Oh yes. So I want to ask you what happened to you and your co-workers during COVID. That's the first thing I want to ask. The second thing is you gave us an amazing piece of advice I never, ever forgot. Oh, you're going to go to that I'm not trying to say this with straight face. Simon and I are standing there, and the ladies are there, and we're all talking, and we're having, or about to have shots, you know. I already know you're going to yeah. say. And, and we were talking about relationships or long-term or something, and... Yes, he already knows. And you just quickly cut to it and looked at everybody and just said, as long as you get dick every morning. Is that how you said it? <laughs> yeah. What did you say? Oh, you asked me, like, how do you keep <laughs> the so it to keep 
so many years yeah. married. Yeah, I asked this for your wife. Yeah, yeah, married a long time. Yeah, everybody was there. All, all three of our all, wives all, were there. Yeah, all all couples. Couples were yeah. there, right? Yeah. And you asked, you know, what what <laughs> what makes what makes a good relationship last? Right? Yeah, yeah. Well, just you know, keep her happy, give her dick every day. That's exactly what he said. Give her dick every day. <laughs> and she and I looked at her just like out of the corner of my eye, and uh, she went. But didn't didn't like blink, didn't question. But then I say, look at her smile, and they just started. And, yeah, and they started giggling, and we all started busting up. So now, to you, does that work, Simon? Does that? I don't know. I don't. I don't perform that way. Because you guys are married to sisters, right? Yeah. Yeah. Simon yes. and Jose are brother-in-laws. Yes. And you've been his wingman. In a good way, yes. Yes, of course, in a good way. I, you know, that's how I met you guys. So, uh, so tell me. So that Simon, now it's your turn. Tell us a little bit about what you like the audience to know about yourself. Um, f- uh, forty years old. So I've been in this country forty years, also. <laughs> <laughs> Out of any other country. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I'm. Uh, I work at a hospital. Um, Not just any hospital. Any hospital. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Hospital. I work at the Veterans Hospital. Why? I, I am a veteran, so... There you go. Yeah. Thank you for your service. Thank you for your service, brother. <laughs> exactly. We're trying to get that out of you. You are a Marine. Yes. I have to say that. Thank you, sir. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so You're I was just kind of humble that way, aren't you? <laughs> yes, yes. A little bit. Yes, a little yes, bit. <laughs> yeah, so I was an active duty Marine for 11 years, and now I work at the Veterans Hospital. How is that right now? Um, It's... It's going. It was. It was a little crazy for a, a little while um, with everything that was going on, but it's settled down a lot now. What Things is back to normal? What is the major take that your workforce like? Do you guys are you restructuring for COVID or you're past it or you're working with? Like, what's going on um, over there right now? Well, we we've, we've kind of. I mean, there was already procedures in place for something like that to happen, and then you know it just adjusted you know you kind of grow from you know these things happening so they just made whatever VA policies they had to change to make things better you know just kind of improve the process the VA hospital especially (laughs) in Long Beach has received a lot of criticism I believe that for quite a while and you're telling me right now that you guys had this protocol procedure already in place in case a pandemic (laughs) would happen and I'm thinking the rest of the country is sucking dick, donkey dick, because the politicians are mismanaging how they're... Some states are open, some states are closed. But you mean to tell me that the VA has got a handle on this? No, no, no. I'm saying, I mean, I think all of the hospitals or places have, like, similar things in case something like this happens, but then, you know, you can prepare for it all you want, and then when it happens, it's like, oh, shit. (laughs) We thought we would be ready. Um, But, yeah, I mean, I, I, you know, kind of... I'm not saying we got it down, but I know it's something that they're, you know working on you guys are open everything's moving forward yeah yeah what's the biggest drawback because of covid procedures with um, or without masks for vaccines like what's going on do you guys have to wear masks you have to have, to have vaccines yeah yeah all of that vaccines you have to be vaccinated um mask all the time and you were saying the same thing Jose. you were just telling me that people at your work the school district right yes yeah, so requiring- when, when this happened what in uh, march of 2020 uh everything shut down we you know, first it was, you know, first I think it was on a Tuesday. Everything was in the news, like, hey, you know, there's a big thing happening, right? Everything's gonna, you know, it's gonna shut down. And we're like, what? What's going on? What's going on? So by Thursday, yep, they send everybody an email saying, do not come to work. Everything shut down until we figure out what's happening. So everything shut down. For about two months, we were actually working out of the house. Uh, I'm, a, I'm a supervisor. So I'm not. A, I used to be a driver, a school bus driver. I'm sorry. Now uh, I'm a supervisor. Now I'm a trainer. And uh, for, like I said, for two months we were home. We didn't know what was going on. Like everybody else around the world, I'm pretty sure. And then, uh, so when this happened, um, we started coming back little by little. After those two months, it was what March and April, and May, 15 or so. Then we we came back to work in the regular office. And then uh, we, we, ever since then, we didn't go, we, we kept on going to work, like every day. We didn't have no, you know, time off or anything. I mean, we're not at home anymore. Like, but now you're saying that schools oh, yeah. require now, children to be vaccinated. Yes. Now uh, the <coughs> students have to be vaccinated uh, 12 years and over. The students are 12 years and younger. It's not mandated, but they're, they're um, telling the, the parents, you know, just, you know. 
expected. Yeah, make sure that you. you and you were saying that they're going to expect in the future. Four, oh yeah, it's coming. Four years and older. It's coming. It's 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 pretty much coming within the next a few months, maybe maybe at the next year. Both of you guys have families. <clears throat> excuse me, children, and you have some little ones, Simon. Yeah. What's your position on getting your children vaccinated? You want to go first? Um. Well, I have the one that is in the she's. 12 right now she's going to be 13 um so she actually is vaccinated already um she did that with her mom so i didn't you know she you're okay with i wasn't yeah i mean i'm okay with it and then i think my stepdaughter is now you know they came out with the one that's for five and over so i think my wife is gonna go ahead and get that done at some point but i don't so your wife's in church <laughs> she could be yeah she could be <laughs> I never know what she's doing. <laughs> okay, so you're waiting to get notified, but it seems like you're she's yeah. taking care of the vaccines. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> what What about you, Jose? So my my kids are already older; they're already adults. So as soon as uh, we found out that we had to get vaccinated, we all got vaccinated. I really don't see a big deal in it. I know a lot of people, and I know there's a lot of people out there that are you know kind of like hesitant of you know, no, you know, don't do it. You know, it's just a the government and all this other stuff that you know i'm like i just you know i just, I, I even told a couple of people like look stop watching so many movies just take care of whatever you have to take care of if you don't if you don't need the money because you're not going to be working if you're not vaccinated i guess you don't need the money you know i guess so just take you know but uh me personally i don't see a i don't think it's a big deal you know take care of whatever you have to take care of get vaccinated it's better for uh, everybody, you know, and and so, do you feel that it should be a mandate that people should be required, or do you think this should be a choice? Go okay, ahead. that's different. It is, yes, it's very <laughs> different. That's right. Now, I think this is what I think. Let me get this. Okay, <laughs> let, me, let me get this <laughs> close to me. <laughs> this is what I think. I think if people don't want to get vaccinated, there should be a letter or something saying. My name is Jose. I'm writing, you know, I'm, I'm signing this letter saying, I don't want to get vaccinated. I don't ever want to get vaccinated. Don't make me get, you know. But if in, if for some reason I get sick and I get COVID, if I have to go to the hospital, please do not, do not take care of me in the hospital because I chose not to get vaccinated. So have everybody else take, you know, get taken care of. But since I chose not to get vaccinated because of my own selfish reasons, whatever it is. Let's say it's a religious choice. It's a religious choice, whatever it is. Some doctors and nurses don't want to get vaccinated. Exactly. And they're using religious yeah, choices. Exactly. So okay. whatever it is, if, if, you know, all of a sudden, you know, God is, you know, the one that tells you how to, how to live your life, which a lot of people. Hey, hey, that's a different story. That's a totally different uh, podcast. <laughs> you're, yeah, you're just doing a lot of podcasts right now. <laughs> so for me, like I said, there should be some kind of a letter or something signed by that person saying, I don't want to get vaccinated, but if I ever get sick, please do not take me to the hospital because I want to die. Period. Because everything comes down to money. The more people that are in the hospital, the more money the hospital spends, the more money that insurance spends, the more money, everything's about money, period, right? So that's what I think. If you don't want to spend, if, if you don't want to get vaccinated, fine, perfect, that's awesome. But you feel they should be, they shouldn't be included in the system because they, they will be. drag down the system exactly. because they had a choice prior to getting exactly. there. Exactly. Okay. So why well, drag down? Why drag down the system just because you don't want to get vaccinated? Okay, that's fine. Sign here. But if you ever get sick and if you ever, you know, in trouble, because I had, I had family members that actually had to go to the hospital because they couldn't they couldn't breathe, especially my mom and my sisters. Mm. And I even had a co-worker, you know, that in my next door office next to me that passed away from that in July of 2020, that beginning. So if I... if if somebody doesn't want to get vaccinated for whatever the reason is, it could be what delicious, it could be what are selfish, the, selfish, it could be whatever reason. <clears throat> sure. Sign a paper saying, if I ever get sick, leave me alone. Leave me alone. 
Let me die. Unless, like, they break their leg or get a stab. Yeah, some, okay. yeah, something totally different. Well, I'm glad you have a heart. We're not going to totally get yeah, yeah, yeah. the hospital. <laughs> what, what about you, Simon? Um, I think people are entitled to decide what is put into their body and what's not put into their body. So I think people should have the choice. Um, but yeah, I kind of agree a little bit with it's what like Jose is saying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't put that in me. <laughs> no means no. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I That's definitely... That's too big. I don't want that one. Give me the little yeah. one. <laughs> yeah, no, I definitely think people... Um, and people are free to have make their own decisions. I think it's just you know they're in situations like if I like let's I mean I'm I'm for it you know but I, I think if I wasn't and then you know like I'm working at a hospital and they told me well in order to keep working here you got to do it well that settles that because I wanna, <laughs> I want to work right. here this Still is why yeah. pay my bills <laughs> that's right yeah so um, yeah, that's exactly what happened to me too they it was a mandate because I worked for the school district yeah and it was uh, you know hey. Everybody has to get vaccinated. Hey, put me, you know. So, so now we've been into this. We've been into this for quite a while, right? We're going on two, two years, years pretty yeah. soon, right? Do we feel that vaccine or no vaccine, mandates or no mandates? I think the general consensus is that most of the politicians have handled this the wrong way or the worst way, not the best way. Mm-hmm. And by that I mean is you have states that are open, like Florida, Texas, just to mention some big states, right? And their surge numbers and COVID numbers are very similar to California's or better. Hmm. Yet their people aren't struggling with not working and relying on this surplus checks or whatever those checks. I mean, they have a different conversation over there. Yeah. So I'm thinking now that I'm watching the news, they're saying that, and this is from some very, very important people like the CDC or the World Health Organization, they're saying that we're now so far into it that vaccines will not stop this pandemic, will not cure everyone from getting it. We're now so far into it, they're saying everyone's going to get it, it's a matter of time. And of course, I think vaccines, you know, if, if you're going to definitely benefit from vaccine, I think you should get it. Some people have immune problems and don't want to take the chance. Some women are pregnant, don't want to take the chance. But we're so far into it now. I think it's being used for a political uh, agenda. You know, if you have states that are open and states that are not, why can't we just find a middle ground? I mean, Governor Newsom is making it hard for everybody in California. Well, I know um, somebody that actually moved from California to uh, Texas. That's right. Because of that. And I know there's many people like that. That's right. A lot of people have. A lot of, a lot of rich people have, especially. It doesn't have to be rich, but yeah, I mean, my, you know, have a barber that, you know, thinks very, very, you know, negative about, you know, you know, he even asked me, you know, are you vaccinated? I go, yeah, I have all, all four of them, you know. Sure, <laughs> sure. And he's like, what? The biggest reason why they're moving on, this is why I mentioned rich people, is because, you know, you got to pay th- like almost 30% taxes here in California. So like Joe Rogan gets $100 million from Spotify to be exclusively with Spotify. You can still do some clips on YouTube, but you're specifically with Spotify driving traffic to Spotify. If he stays in California, he's going to pay $27 million to the local government. But if he just moves to Texas, he's keeping $27, $30 million. That's insane. That's crazy. Elon Musk did the same thing. A lot of people are doing that just for tax reasons. A lot of people do that. Yeah, for tax or Or to be able to afford a home. Mm-hmm. I know my daughter did that. But what my point is, it seems like now the way it's being handled on the news, it seems... That it's not in our best interest. It seems more of a political game. Like, I'm looking at what's going on, and, and I don't trust any... I, I'm not a Trump supporter. I'm not a Biden supporter. I think they're all rich white guys that don't really care about us. That's just my opinion. And it's always <laughs> been like that. <laughs> Uncle Joe? <laughs> <laughs> Sleepy Joe? <laughs> and, you know, they, they run with their, 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 their crowd, and they get to care of their crowd. And I'm so far down the food chain that it doesn't really bother me who's president or exactly that's what i told them. some people are all like oh trump they're like look yeah. i don't give a fuck Me i'm still working <laughs> i still have to work i'm not rich i still have to work every day no matter who the fucking president is i still have to fucking work that's right so whenever somebody comes to me and say hey if you vote for me you're never gonna work anymore your your kids are gonna be well off your even your other kids of you know your your grandkids your great great kids gonna be well off and you don't have to work anymore vote for me Fuck yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna vote for you. And but you guys, you guys can see work. that. 
You guys can see that, right? So yeah. what are your kids learning from you guys? Are you guys telling them, hey, listen, we're not past it. We got to just move forward and let's not be overly sensitive, overly scared of what's going on. Or are you guys thinking, oh, we're still not sure. We've got to be careful. I mean, what, how are you guys handling that with your families, with your kids? Take that one, um, well, like I still have little ones, you know, Jose's are already grown, but uh, with my little ones, I, I mean, I, I, I mean, I'm kind of like on the fence. I mean, I, the, you know, they got to go to school, so they wear their mask. They got to go to, if we go to the store, they're wearing their mask. But I think for the most part, it's more just like, um, I mean, I, I, I kind of let them, you know, not, not necessarily do what they want because, <laughs> I don't want them. To, I mean, I, I still want them to be careful. What a nice daddy, right? But, but um, no, no. I mean, I, you know, I try to. I don't tell them to like, you know. I just tell them to be safe, you know. And they're because my oldest, she's with me a week and with her mom a week. So, um, you know, she's there's a lot of time where she's not with me. So, you know, I, uh, she's smart, and I think you know she knows that, you know, what she needs to do to to keep herself safe and protected. So. You know, and then my little ones, I mean, they're like one and three, so not really. <laughs> so you tell them what to do. Yeah. <laughs> Sit your ass down. Yeah. <laughs> so, hey, But your son's older. You got to be having some man-to-man conversations. Yeah, of course. I just tell them, you know, make sure that you guys, you know, protect yourself. You know, wear condoms. <laughs> <laughs> You're a liar. Do you really tell? I never tell my kids to wear condoms. I never wear them. How can I tell them to wear condoms? We should have a conversation about that, too. It's like, oh, I grew up with the parents that, pull out. Yeah, my parents never talk about sex. And, and I knew when my kids were, like, 12 years old. Because I started very early having sex. So I'm like, at 12 years old, I told my boys, hey, you got to take care of your Shit. And that's a great transition because COVID <laughs> is just not, it's just not hitting the, the audience that we need here. I'm, I'm glad to hear that you have a good, uh, you know, a good uh, handle on yeah, the but family I, and all that. But I, I do tell my boys just to take care of themselves. Make sure you guys, you know, wear their masks. They're, they're vaccinated. They, and that's, they have and no that's, problem. And that's the better thing, do going back to telling your boys. Because we were talking earlier. And I was trying not to talk too much because not only did I want to set up my equipment, I didn't want to mess it up. But I, I didn't want to get into it because once I start talking, I start talking. And I want to save it for the podcast. Yeah. And, and, and everybody knows that in entertainment and comedy and in podcasting, unless you're talking about sex, you're going to lose your audience. So this is a really good transition to make. <laughs> you said you're 12, you're, you, you talked to them when they were 12 years old. Yeah. My, my son is 14. He'll be 15 in January. He still doesn't, like, we don't. You haven't talked about it, though. But his mom still convince him that Santa Claus exists and that's a whole other story like for 30 days of Christmas she hides this elf and he pops up here and there with little notes and I'm doing this for you today and I you know you're a good boy and I'm thinking oh my god the guy's still wearing pajamas and me I don't know what to tell you but you gotta stop sleeping with mom you gotta stop sleeping with mom I gotta tell you but you were 12 so I want to go back to that go ahead <laughs> so I mean I, I have two my two boys are uh, 19 and 22 right yeah 19 and 22 uh i i told them when they were 12 years old 12 13 years old i just you know sit sat down with them and talked to them and hey you know what even my wife was like what are you telling them like they have to know your wife was not in the room oh no you didn't get her permission you just did it hey this is a man thing this is my boys even my even my daughter and I'll tell you what I told my daughter too. But oh hey, God, that's different. <laughs> <you know? laughs> but hey, like, like I said, so in my boys, even my, I have a 31 year old son too. Even when he was young too, I told him, you "Protect yourself. You, gotta, you know, you know, don't trust any girls out there telling you. Oh, don't worry. You know, just put it, put it in without any condoms. No, no, no. You're telling your daughter this. Oh no, that's my son. Okay, All right. my daughter. I told her something <laughs> else. Okay, what what did you tell your daughter? You want to know what I told my daughter? Well, I've never had this talk with my daughter, and I never want to have this talk oh, with no, anybody's no, daughter. I'm, I'm, I'm so curious. curious. why I want to tell told my daughter, or I want to tell my daughter about having sex and stuff, because, you know, I like I said, we're, I mean, I was young before, right? I was 12 years old when I started this fucking amazing uh, life about being I mean, Hold on, Simon, did you understand that? He was here by 10. Yeah. And at 12 years old, he's already a baller. How does, how does that happen? How do you, how do you cross he's international like, borders and start balling two years later? I mean, well, look at him. He's, he was he's beautiful. <laughs> look at this guy. He's beautiful. 
That's a sexy bitch. What are you talking about? <laughs> wow. So, anyway, does that was that like you just were an early bloomer? Or? I don't know, but you guys didn't start when you guys were twelve. What the fuck? <laughs> What's going on? Simon, I, I legit, I think I saw my, and this is a complete accident, crazy story. I saw my first like porn movie when I was probably like seven. Okay. <laughs> So I, I, and that's how I pretty much learned. And I had a lot of older guy cousins. Um, who, who put on the porn when a seven year old walking? Okay, around? so so get this shit Go right. So I'm. Let's have a beer. Let's have a beer. I know, right? I got open. Salute, my beer. Yeah. So, um, you know, back then there was VHS and recording and stuff. And uh, me and my my brother were really into like wrestling. And my dad would put this, you know, get us to like pay per views and stuff like that. And um, so we had a, we were gonna record like one of the like SummerSlam or some shit. And then um, my dad, we didn't have a tape, so he went to the to the fucking <laughs> to the, one the, the, the video <laughs> store. Oh, no, he okay. went to the video store, and the, he was trying to buy a, you know, see to see if they had a blank tape. And they're like, here, no one rents this movie. <laughs> like they, so they gave him a fucking and i guess it was a porn and so you know you could record over the shit that's yeah, on there yeah. so he recorded over it and so we're watching it one day and then it fucking ends and you know we don't go and turn it off so next thing you know i'm like what the fuck <laughs> I know, I was like, what, what 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 came on the screen and, and uh, somebody was eating somebody's ass or something like that. Oh! <laughs> so I was like, I was like, holy shit! Hold on, take notes. <laughs> so, and, yeah. and how old were you when you started acting on such? Um, yeah, I think I was pretty young, but I don't think I was twelve. I think I was was I twelve? I, maybe around there, thirteen, something yeah, like Jesus. that. Some crazy shit. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't see my first. Up close, real vagina till I was 18. Mm. And that's the first time I had sex. Yeah. I was super late. Poor guy. Because <laughs> I was the Jehovah's Witness. That's why. Okay. And Testigo's like, you're wild, man. Oh, yeah. Okay. No, you can't can masturbate. You can't listen to the radio. You can't celebrate your birthday. You can't celebrate Christmas. You can't date somebody who's not your religion. And if you do, you can only date them if you're going to get married. And if you're going to get married, you got to be serious and have a chaperone. There's just so many things. After I screwed the minister's daughter, I gave up that religion. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Thank but, God, uh, God for Catholicism. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Nobody cares nobody. what you do. <laughs> So now, so now, we holy marries and you're good. <laughs> so, so now we establish a little bit of, of your personalities, and 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 I'll ask again, because when I see you and your wife together, you know, it seems like you got it, you got the rap down pretty good, to, from it, what it, I see. It, 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 you know, it's 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 been it's not it you know, it's not a, it hasn't been what 23 years of you know, beautiful, you know. <laughs> um, awesome uh, years and stuff, you know. But it took a while to get better at it. I know for me, it took a while to get better with it. Okay, so this is me into a question that I've been pondering ever since I came back from this cruise. I came back from the seven-day cruise. I didn't want to go on the cruise. I'm not a cruise guy at all because I have to be in the same place for seven days. It's not me. Um, you mean, talking about that when we met? No, no, that was oh. three days when oh, I met yeah, you guys, yeah. and then a couple years later. My girlfriend convinced me to go on a seven-day cruise, and I, and I didn't want to go, but I went because I had nothing else going on, and I figured, you know, I had some life choices I got to really consider. This would be good for me. Then I'm on the ship for 24 hours. I'm like, oh, God, all I can do is drink. There's nothing else to yeah, do. There's nothing <laughs> else to do. Yeah. yeah. And so I told myself, I'm going to take this time to kind of just ponder, like, how am I going to lead my next 10 years? Okay. And in part of that process, I started thinking, gosh, when it comes to serious relationships, I might not have a clue. I mean, I know how to date girls, and I know I love girls, but I know that I can't keep a relationship together for very long. And I, I, it's not because of the person that I'm dating, it's just because of me. But then I thought, you guys have been with your women for a long time. And I've seen how you guys, you know, weave in and out of <laughs> this is important, this is not important, you know. And, and we went to the Mark Anthony concert, remember a couple years ago? Yeah. And the three, <laughs> look at those face. That. Yeah. <laughs> <Okay>. Simon, <laughs> you're funny. And uh, and I started thinking to myself, you know, what am you I going to do? Yeah, a little bit. And I think, mm. so for, you know, I'm on this cruise and I come back and the first thing I did was break up with all my girlfriends. 
Like anybody, <laughs> I like that. All my girlfriends. <laughs> anybody who had an interest in me whatsoever, it's like you know. I'm done with you. No, no, no. I'm turning gay. <laughs> I'm gonna be like you know. I, I'm not. I'm not where I'm supposed to be in life. Most men want to be successful at something. I'm starting over, right? And I wasn't getting conversations from any of my girlfriends like I wanted to. And then I thought, isn't that kind of how marriages? I mean, you guys are here hanging out with dudes, and the women are out. And that's really when it hit me. I just think that it's bullshit when people think that men and women are going to get married. It's going to be easy. I really think we're two different creatures, and we're always going to be two different creatures. Person. And I think that people that stay together for a long time, a lot of it's wonderful, and a lot of it is not. And I've never been able to tolerate the not part. And then I realized, oh shit, maybe it's me. Maybe I'm the problem. <laughs> yeah. Don't 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 think about it. You're being the problem. Everybody's different. Everybody has their own set of, you know, I don't want to say rules, but whatever makes you happy, you know. So don't think about yourself being a problem. You're not a problem. That's right. Don't cry. Don't cry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm tearing. Up. I know. <laughs> nah, you're not the problem. You're fine. It's just you just have to find somebody that is gonna be or that you're gonna be okay with. Because they're going to be okay with you because you found people that are okay with the way you are. You just have to find somebody that you're going to be okay with the way they are. Interesting. Do you, do you remember the movie Casino yeah. with Robert De Niro? Yeah, I actually just watched it like maybe like three or four days ago. He, he, he tells she, 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 uh, Sharon Stone's character, I have to be able to trust you with my life. Like, can I trust you with my life? Yeah, exactly. You, you, yeah, I don't know about all that. <laughs> Hell no. I, I could trust her to take my life <laughs> if she wanted to. <laughs> no, I mean, but, you know, it's like Jose was saying. I think, you know, a lot of it, you you just, you're with somebody. I mean, and, you know, me and my wife, we've, you know, a lot of bad times, but a, a lot of really good times. You know, we got our babies. Um, and I think we just got to a point where we made, we made a choice that, you know, I know her, how... I know she's crazy. She knows I'm fucking crazy. And we're just like, you know, I, we can deal with each other's crazy. And, and that's all we kind of like, like we're, we're very, we're at a point where we're just very used to how the other person is. And we're like, like, okay, that's all you are. I accept that. Like, did you, did you verbally acknowledge that with her or that's a conclusion you made on your own without her? No. Saying, yeah. I told her I, you're fucking crazy. And you know, and I, but but I, but I can but I can fucking deal with it. You know, you're like I I know that you're gonna you're gonna flip out over shit that I don't give a fuck about, like stuff that I don't think is important. You're gonna you know, like like let's like last week, right? She's like, hey, um, it was my day off, I think. So I was like, I'm not doing shit today. I'm gonna chill. And she was like, hey, put up the Christmas lights. And I was like, yeah, okay. And I didn't, right? <laughs> she was like, when you said, "Yeah, okay," you meant not to do it. Or yeah, you? no, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do it <laughs> when you're ready. To. <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh, fuck, okay, it's yeah, okay, okay. So, and you know, it's things kind of that kind of shit that I do to her all the time. But you know, she's gotten like to a point now where she's like, "Okay, I don't want to get mad at you." So now I think we're just more like we're we've gotten to a point where we can communicate a little better and say, "Look, when you do that kind of shit, it annoys me," and I'm like, "I understand that it annoys you." But this shit's been going on for years. You got to get used to this. I'm going to keep doing this kind of shit. And, you know, and then I'm like, and, and on the other side, I got to deal with you making a big deal out of shit that is irrelevant, like to our relationship or whatever, like the Christmas lights, you know, like, I don't know. I think we just got to a point where just we're like kind of brutally honest with each other about things and we're just accepting, you know, each other's craziness. Did you? I hear that question I asked Simon who said that did you get to that point where you acknowledged it or verbalized it in front of with your partner that no matter what we're together because I've gotten to know you or just something you just conclusion you come on your own so we've been married for 23 years <coughs> so a little longer than yeah a little bit longer compa over here <laughs> but when when we first got married she's the one that told me look if we're gonna if it's gonna work out between us we have to grow together out of you know, whatever was in my mind at that time, I was, what, 28? We got married. Yeah. Um, 24. 24? Yeah, 24. Anyways, so <laughs> at that time... So you're not a math school teacher, I understand. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, so at that time, I was, uh, I said, okay, no worries. I get, I get what you're saying. Don't worry about it. It didn't take me, it took me 10 years to figure that out. 
what means growing together. So those 10 years, the first 10 years, it was hard. It was hard for me to be in a relationship with my wife, not any relationship, but with my wife, Mary, not thinking of what, what does that mean, growing together, you know? And then all of a sudden, after a few fights, a few arguments, fucking divorce papers in my hands saying, I want to divorce you because, you know, and I'm like, what the fuck? I'm like, such a nice guy. Why do you want to divorce me? What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> like, such really? a nice guy. What the fuck? <laughs> His own PR, it's true. Yeah. PR company. Exactly. It's true, he is. And then, so after and, all that, and, uh-huh. after all that, uh, we, you know, we're like, I was like, okay, I have to figure this shit out because I don't know exactly what, what that means. Whatever, you know, she, she was telling me all these years, like, we have to go together. So I don't know what happened. Just opened my mind up and said, um, oh, that's what she means. So after that, I started working on myself working and getting better working on because but that's at this time 10 years after we got married she was already uh, you know she was in her career she was just going up and up and up and up in my career i was still the same school bus driver which that i what that she meant at the time but you know when we met so i'm like oh shit i need to do something better because she's going higher in her position in life you know so that's when i started really thinking about my career, what I wanted to do, and I got it, you know, I got better at it, I guess. And now, I'm a supervisor, I love what I do. All I had to do was push myself a little more to... Did she push you? She did. She really both, did. Both of you guys said something that, that I've never <coughs> experienced in any of my marriages. I've been married a handful of times and engaged more than that. <laughs> you guys seemed like there was this point where you started the relationship. Just a jiggle. <laughs> and everywhere I go. I love that song. And, uh, and then there's this point in your relationship where you guys somehow have a meeting of the minds with your partner. It might take 10 years. It might take a conversation. But it seems like something clicked. Mm-hmm. And then after that, and I'm not a, a biblical person, but the Bible talks about the union of a man and woman becoming one body. And it seems like that's kind of what you guys did. You became two brains and one body, which is why you disagree. But there's this feeling like, and this is just, I'm sensing this, that uh, regardless if you're totally satisfied in your relationship or not, both of you are committed to going forward with the relationship. No one's all entertaining anything. And I've never been at that point. I've always been, it's going good. When the shit's the fan, I'm out. I've always, I've never been able to cross over to the next. Yeah. So that's interesting. I don't know what it'll take for me to do that, but I... Eat uh, ass. <laughs> bottom feeder. Okay. Get, get some every time. That's, that's another thing. It's so funny because lately that, that's been something I've been hearing more and more in uh, podcasts and, and, and other conversations. Is, that will uh, get you to the next step. If, if sex... and you, I'm sure your boys may or may not have this conversation with you, but if sex is not what you were expecting it to be and everyone has a different expectation of what with your partner then it's doomed to fail isn't it because all of a sudden it sounds like we're very intellectual we're very very analytical this is the way a relationship is broken down and how we commit but let's be honest with ourselves if the sex isn't happening it's not gonna work you're not gonna be there very long to me mm-hmm. 70% of the relationship is sex to me now everybody else is different but to me 70% of relationship is sex now another thing I think being in love no let me take that back being in lust with your wife it's a lot more stronger than being in love with your wife because every t- everybody that's in love with their wife they're gonna cheat on their wife everybody that's in lust with their wife it'll be very hard to cheat on their wife because they're already in lust with this person. <laughs> and somebody else that comes along is not going to take over the lust that you have for that wife. I think oh, lust is more powerful than love. I think you need to write a book, Jose, because that was, <laughs> that was beautiful what you just said. And I, believe, and I totally agree. <laughs> I mean, when men and women get together, that's really what the number one factor is. Hey, I like that attractive person. I want to sleep with them. And they find a way to just keep it going, I would think. I don't know. Yeah, I think that's exactly what my wife said when she saw me. She's like, I'm a, yeah, I want that guy to fuck me. <laughs> <laughs> I thought she said, I'm going to fuck that guy over really good. I thought yeah. that's what she said. <laughs> she was probably like, I'm going to eat his ass. 
Disclaimer, she never has. Just, just throwing out there. <laughs> I think it's healthy to be jealous if you're not jealous over your girl spending time somewhere. I mean, you probably know anything's going on, but what happens when you stop being jealous over that person? It means, is that a good sign? Is that a bad sign? Um, I, I We actually kind of had that conversation pretty recently because I don't... You and me? Like, no. You looked at me quite I'm just looking at you because like, I can't stop staring at you. <laughs> but... <laughs> no, I, we were because uh, I'm not really like I think probably when we first kind of started going out, I was probably like in that stage. But I think you know over time, I've kind of like, yeah, please go somewhere and have have a good time and let me be home or let me go out with Jose, or, you know, hang out with the guys. So I mean, it's not that I don't care what she's doing. I just no, it is that. I just don't care what she's doing. <laughs> no, I think there's an understanding there. You know, like, I, you know, I've gone out. She's gone out. Or, we're like, we kind of re- pretty recently started doing that type of stuff where she goes out and does her thing with her friends, and I'll go out and do mine. Um, and it's not that I, I mean, I'm, I, you know, I worry about, you know, if she's going to be, like, drinking and driving or things like that, but I don't think I'm... I mean, I don't think she's going to go anywhere. Probably because I've, you know. Because you're a sexy motherfucker. Yeah, yeah. That's fine. <laughs> I think she still sees me and she's like, God damn, he just keeps getting better looking every day. <laughs> you're like fucking white. <laughs> I know, right? Fuck. <laughs> I can't help it. It's just my genes, I guess. Yeah, you know. You Thanks, Dad. <laughs> and and uh, we're going to be nearing the... Uh, the ending of this uh, first episode. Let me ask you guys a quick question. The year's getting ready to wrap up. 2022 is around the corner. We all can feel it's going to be better no matter what, right? It can only get better than here. That's what you hope. Any predictions for next year? Anything that you guys are keeping an eye on the radar that you want to share? This is what young men want to know. Is like, what are our mentors? What are the silverbacks <laughs> letting us want to know? What do we want? To, what do you want to say? Keep working hard because nothing is easy. For those of you young kids out there, you know, 20s, teens, just keep working hard because nothing's going to be easy. No matter what, just keep no working hard. What. doesn't matter what then. Just keep working hard. Yeah, You'll be fine. Keep working hard. You're going to be all right. Yeah, I think just kind of just keep giving yourself goals, you know, like don't achieve a goal and then think, okay, I made it. I'm done. Like keep like shooting higher for yourself you know wanting more for yourself and uh, not necessarily you know like a career thing but just you know grow as a person you know just anything really both of you have mentioned that about growing as a person what does that mean to you Jose? growing as a person it's uh, like I said when, when I was younger I I think it it counts from um, my background with my father because I never saw him, him really I mean he was always there he was my dad he's always there but it, I never saw him like reaching for something better and better and better so now that I'm older and I actually have kids and like you know getting older and stuff so I see the importance of showing your kids that you know you have to push yourself you have to Whatever it is that you're thinking about, whatever it is that your um, your dreams, you know, just keep pushing. Another thing about I told my sons, I gave my daughter, you know, my my sons, I go, when you guys are young, you know, don't think about oh I have to be in a relationship after this. And I told them, having having uh, you know, girls when you guys are young, before college, they're all just dream killers. You know, because they they will kill your dream because you you fall in love and you know you you start feeling all these fussy things in your heart like oh I want to stay with her I don't care about whatever I thought I was gonna do you know just you know no 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 and what happens if you fall in lust then you're screwed well you could deal with that <laughs> okay you could deal with that a lot better than, <laughs> than you know by your dream you have to keep going for your dream no matter what. Yeah, I I think for me, it kind of is like, I mean, growing as a person is like, okay, um, you know, how do I, how can I improve myself? Not not necessarily like, like I said, not, I'm, 
not like career wise or anything like that but how can i be a better person in my like relationships you know how can i be better with my wife how can i be better with my kids how can i be better with you know how can i well, i guess job related i was like how can i do my job better like how can i like help people you know because that's basically what i do at the hospital so i'm like i feel like that's kind of growing like you're kind of like you know like improving i guess like i'm Maybe I should stop being such a shitty dad or a shitty husband. <laughs> like, maybe I should have put those fucking Christmas lights up <laughs> already. As soon as she says. I know. Like, yeah, but yeah, with my wife, that's the thing. I need to jump up <laughs> when she wants me to do something. And you know, I mean, I'll probably get there eventually. But, you know, just yeah, always... you hang those lights. You'll yeah, hang them yeah. They'll get there All before right. Christmas Day. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> just throw them on the roof <laughs> like look i put them up <laughs> well gentlemen i've really enjoyed our time for our first episode yeah, yeah that was fun i'm, I'm hoping to do another episode because i scheduled three hours to be here <laughs> yeah for oh, sure yeah, we need more beer so we're gonna <laughs> yeah. take a little break and we'll be and we'll be right back yeah for sure all right Listening to the Full Bottle Podcast here in West Covina. We are in Jose's house, hanging out with Simon and Jose. If you don't know who they are, listen to the first show. And we're going to take a little time out to talk to the gentleman. We want to talk about tequila, how to drink it. We're going to talk about the value of quickies. Men, don't let those women blame you or shame you. <laughs> what was it? No, I think you said sex and quickies. Yeah, we'll talk about sex later. Okay, let's talk about tequila. We just had a shot of uh, Don Julio. Talk to us, Jose. Okay, can you hear me? Yeah, I, I can't hear you that good. But... Okay, better? You're, you're recording. Can you hear me? Okay. So, anyway, so we were talking about tequila earlier because we're you know, having some drinks here, having a good time. Uh, and I was telling Leo, or Mr. X... That uh, you know, uh, I can't drink beer because of some issues I have. What is gout? Oh shit! Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I have gout. For those of you that don't know what that is, I'm sure there's a lot of people that do, but there's a lot of people that don't know what gout is. So a gout is a um, buildup of uh, uric acid in your system. Right. So. Uh, it also crystallizes your blood in your joints so when that happens it hurts like a motherfucker it hurt, really hurts like I feel like all never... your joints or just certain joints huh all your joints hurt or just certain joints no certain joints like, like uh, I get it on my on my ankles I get it on my knees my elbow especially my right one and that's pretty much it so if you have certain foods like beer in this case how long will it take before you feel all that pain? Oh, one beer, and within maybe six hours, oh. I will start feeling it in my my knees. So there's a lot of things that I can't eat, and there's a lot of things that I can't. Well, the only thing that I cannot drink is um, it's basically alcohol, but beer is the one that really, you know, hurts me a lot. You can't drink alcohol. I can't drink alcohol. <clears throat> So I'm, but yeah, the so only I'm thing I'm doing is shots of Don Julio. Lucky no. me. <laughs> <Yeah>. Can't drink <laughs> beer. <laughs> exactly. So the only thing I could drink is actually tequila because the way it's processed. Because the beer is processed differently and everything that it has inside actually builds up my uric acid in my system. Okay. And basically, the main thing is the fact that my kidneys are not working 100%. And I want to be empathetic to that. But that's not interesting. So let's talk about what you were saying earlier about Buggy Baller at 12. Because I thought, well, what did this guy know? Well, at the other episode, I was thinking, is that why you know tequila? Like, you know your tequila really well. Give our young men advice because they don't know what tequila, good tequila is out there. We talked no. about Don well, Jose, Don Julio, Tres uh, Casadores, uh, and uh, something else. Yeah. So uh, for those of you guys that are just, you know, starting out drinking and, you know, trying to... That's the way we. That's the way we all, you know, start. You know, depending what you guys, what you like, that's what you're gonna stick with, right? You know, we started with uh, back in the day with freaking forty ounce, you know, um, drinks, right? Those forty ounce uh, 
beer, beer and stuff that you know back in the day. But anyway, I remember but, it was, was yeah. it called Cisco. I don't know what it was called. Oh man, that's old. You remember like, that's like Cisco or what else? No. It's like a wine cooler with like twelve percent alcohol or something. It tastes really it's terrible. Like, yeah, I don't know. How to drink, like King you know, Cola. Wine coolers. <laughs> remember like wine coolers? <laughs> you know, I remember Zima. <clears throat> Zima. That's out there. yeah. That's that was out there. So anyways, but um, the when I. Getting when I started getting older, of course, I started realizing that you know what what I like and what uh, I really appreciate, you know, and what keeps me going instead of getting me really fucked up and not fucking, you know, knowing when I'm dancing on top of the tables and shit, right? <laughs> so, and uh, like one thing, I don't like Patron. Patron is the worst thing. Just the fact that the name itself probably just that's why people are. And a lot of it. young people think. That is a premium because no. they do charge premium at the the nightclub, right? No, exactly. No, that's the. I mean, at least to me, some people might think, "Oh no, Patron is a bit." Hey, if you want, you know, a gasoline going down your throat, go for it, take it, you know. But if you want a really smooth alcohol, nice smooth uh, tequila, you know, drinking it every the whole day and just being a nice, you know, having a nice buzz and having a good time, you know, change it up. You know, you don't don't drink Patron. Patron, you know, it's just. That tequila. I think if you take a <laughs> shot of, of alcohol like Don Julio, for example, and you can drink that straight and not need lime, not need salt, and you don't vomit, exactly. that's a good sign. Yeah, and I, I think that's the, the starting exactly. tequila. That. That, that, that means you're grown. Yeah, that means you're grown. You're grown up. Yeah, you're grown <laughs> up. You have, like you said, uh, Julio, Don Julio, right? Uh, I really enjoy um, um, Centenario. That's what the little angel next, you know, outside of the, the bottle. That's really smooth, too. Okay. Tres generaciones. That's really good. That's what I wanted to say. Tres generaciones. Herradura. I had that once. Herradura is good too. In Leon, when I went um, a few, maybe two years ago, Leon, Guanajuato, I went to visit my, my family and my cousin. That's all they drink. And they drink. I was wow. like, damn, you guys drink. I mean, yeah. that's, that's, as soon as they wake up, they start drinking. I'm like, what the hell? But that's all they drink. Herradura. That's bait. Your tequila too, Simon, or something else? Um. No, I, I pretty much just stick to beer. I don't. I get a little. <laughs> you start I, I won't, yeah, I, I won't. I Mexican won't. Mexican um, guy start putting him on his shoulder with a whistle in Mexico. I know, right? Yeah, start undressing. You know, whatever. <laughs> no, I don't. I don't know. I've just. Uh, I've kind of like comfortable with beer because I don't. I won't get hungover. I won't yeah. like. I won't feel. You won't destroy your organs. Yeah. 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 So yeah, I don't. I avoid that stuff. Yeah, <laughs> I'm a pretty hard drinker, uh, and I'm gonna. I've been saying this for five years. Start taper off, but everywhere I go, there's a live band or a DJ and a bar. Nobody likes a quitter. <laughs> yeah, don't quit. <laughs> Let's talk about something else. If you quit, you're a pussy. <laughs> Thank you very much. Let's talk about the value, the value of quickies. Yes, you know, I I can't tell you how many times I've been mocked, <laughs> but I'm courageous and I just take it. I look at him in their eye and I say. I got off. Why didn't you? There you go. <laughs> Let's talk about that because many comedians have talked about this. And, and my favorite analogy is one that I made up. When I go into a room and the room is dark and I want to have light, I hit the light switch. I don't fondle the light switch. I don't play around it. I don't bring it flowers. You I don't, don't spit on it? it? No, I don't spit on it. I just <laughs> punch the damn light switch. I have light. I'm working. But for some reason, it seems to me, this is my opinion, that women... Want you to do everything but hit the light switch until they're ready to go. <laughs> and that takes sometimes a long time. By the time you hit the light switch, I mean, you're already asleep. Snoring, and you're like, hey. I'm already smoking <laughs> a cigar. I'm already smoking a cigar. <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah. barbecuing outside. Like, hey, that's on you. And I understand, Simon, that you have to... You know, get in a quickie here and there because you have kids and everybody yeah, else little yeah. kids. You know, you don't have time for all that. But still, I would think that's a good thing. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I, even if I didn't have to do a quickie, I mean, I don't, I don't really want to take the time. <laughs> like, I'm not. First of all, I don't know if I have the, the physical capacity to last very long nowadays, anyways, because I just don't do it. So, who came up with that? <laughs> who, who came up with the gauge or meter system that you need to last for two hours for somebody to give you an applause? That sounds redundant, ridiculous, ridiculously backwards. Well, when I was younger, I, I thought that's what you know—the whole process of making uh, a woman happy would be how long you last in, the, in bed, right? So. Once again, who who came up with that? Who who gave you that information? 
women. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was not gonna say that. Yeah, but, <laughs> but, but that's true. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's like I tell my wife, I'm not, I'm not trying to make love. I'm just trying to fuck. So, <laughs> I'm like, I don't so know. I don't, I don't, <laughs> I'm like, very different. Look. Very different. <laughs> I think if you have a girlfriend or a wife or a partner who does doesn't mind understanding, and not everything can be rose petals and love songs and you know sunsets, and I think that's life most of the time. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. But women don't seem to understand that. Yeah, they're different creatures, man. They have, you know, they have different, different uh, wants and needs compared to us men. You know, we like uh, my compa here said, you know, just want to hit it and quit it. You know, just take <laughs> care of it and okay, I'm done. Hopefully, you got you what you got, but I know I got what I got. <laughs> And you got some of what I got still on you. <laughs> my uh, my son, he's in Idaho, and he he looks like a hundred percent white boy. If, you know, my first uh, wife was an uh, American chick, and his uh, family's all Mexican from uh, I forget what part of town. I think Mexico City. I think really nice cuñados, really nice family. They're all in Idaho, but the cuñados will be six months in Idaho and six months in Mexico City, back and forth, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, he speaks Spanish to me, and he goes, "Hey, Dad, are you are, are you happy, Dad? That out of all the kids you, he always says that out of all the kids you've had, <laughs> and you have a few, he always yeah. says that out of Double all the kids digits. you've had, that I'm the only one who speaks Mexican all the time, Dad. He gives it Spanish. <laughs> he says Mexican. 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 <laughs> I know, right? Because <laughs> he's in South Central. He was up like five or six years with that family, and and he only speaks Spanish to them, you know. And I'm so proud of him that he has embraced his Mexican culture, you know." But he was talking to me, and uh, and I was saying to him, you know, son, you know, one day uh, you're going to have to do certain things that your dad might not want to do, and, and your dad's getting advice now from other gentlemen. <sighs> Prostate exam. Uh-oh. I, I'm 53. I know i got to get on that. When, when does it start, Jose? Do you know? I already got that shit done. Oh, God, I'm already late. No, you're late, dude. <laughs> I was 50 years old. I went to the uh, my... Uh, your favorite I roommate? A, I made a I made a, an appointment for my yeah I made an appointment for uh you know for doctor and stuff because I need a, a that's what you physical. call that's what you call them now doctors. Yeah. <laughs> How many guys are there? <laughs> I had to ask for a second opinion. <laughs> oh. So, anyways, I got to a doctor like you didn't hey, want a black doctor, right? You want somebody? No, I know my doctor. He's you know he's an Asian. A little person, I hope. No, he's actually pretty tall. <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> yeah, good job. No, I saw his fingers. I'm like, ah, yeah, you're fucked. <laughs> Literally, you're fucked. <laughs> Nimodo, just do go? it. <laughs> just I, fucking do it. Just do it. That's I mean, what I said. I wanted. To he st- told me. He told me. He goes, "Hey, Mr. Sosa, you're here. You know, well, thank you for coming in. You know, because it's been a baby two years that I, you know, that wasn't taking my physical. I guess right. I get in a physical, so I went in and hey, I'm here for my physical. Oh, good. You want to get this all out of the way? Sure. You want to get this out of the way? Sure. He goes, uh, how about your prostate? Can we check that? I go, took a deep breath. I go, are you going to check my blood? He goes, no, we're going to do it mm. the regular way. Oh. I'm like, let me see your fingers. <laughs> that's, like, that's what I would say. Did he, did he spit on them? <laughs> <laughs> he put a little jelly on them. I go, which one are you going to use? I, I don't know how this goes. I'm just, I'm just asking questions. I said, fuck it. Let's do it. Yeah, do it right now. <laughs> do it. I'm here. I'm going to take it like a man. Let's go. Oh my God. So I said, at the same time, we're going to check your... Um, oh. Your taint? I mean, why not? I mean, what else What else <laughs> could go wrong? My, my tonsils? I don't know. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Did you make the appointment and have like have to wait seven days or six days or ten days? For what? For the results? No, for the exam. For the... Oh, no. It's right there and then. I didn't know I was going to get you it. You said yes to him when he proposed? <clears throat> oh, yeah. Did it right oh, there yeah. And right there oh. and then. That's what he told me. Just stick it and quit it. No, just no. I was there for a physical. How many just fingers did he physical. use? I don't know. <laughs> I hope he <laughs> one. I hope I'm still tight. <laughs> So, so he did it. How did how did it go? Because I gotta call somebody. Hey, if your guy's good, I might call him. You know. Anyway, yeah. 
<laughs> so he'll use know, the same whenever. glove, <laughs> or did he use a glove? All right. I so, can you please call me tomorrow? You <laughs> <laughs> like, say hi. <laughs> did, did you just keep your clothes on, or how did I go? No, well, of course, you know. Okay, drop them. So I dropped just the them, pants, okay, not, bend over. Not all your clothes, right? Yeah, but like my underwear and everything. But not just only that. Or did you just strip naked anyway? I was like naked. You took your shirt no, off. I was already. He, he took off to everything my, but his pants. Oh, I have to take my, my, for the, my, your my gown? top off because he was checking my, you know, my. Oh, I see. My, because I was there for a physical. Oh, I see. So That's since it. you're already there, yeah, might as well take off the chonies and keep going. And everything, right? And I had to stay on my pants on, of course. Cause so true, what they say: once you get the shirt off, the rest of it's easy. Yeah. Yeah. Step one. Yeah. So I was like. So anyway, so when I when that's step one. So like a military date. Step one, take yeah. clothes off. Yeah. yeah. Step two, don't take no for an answer. I know. <laughs> so when I was... when I was, Oh, hey, guess what? The pizza's here. Oh, the pizza's <laughs> finally the here. Pizza's awesome. Yeah. yeah, go ahead. We'll take a break. Three, two, one... My name is Mr. X, but you can call me Leo. And this is the third part, part of our wonderful interview with Jose and Simon. Gentlemen, we were talking about prostate exams. <laughs> we were. <laughs> right before the pizza got here. Yeah, <laughs> and, and then we had some pizza and chicken, and that was even better. And we met your son, Mark Anthony. There nice you young man. Thank you, thank you. He's a good guy. He's a good kid. You, you, uh, you want anything to say, Simon, before I get started? No, I was just kind of worried about how you're feeling. Like, do you get like any like nightmares or things like that oh, since, about, since about that, that happened? About my uh, my. Uh... Or are you making like regular appointments now to go get it done, <laughs> get it checked? I mean, honestly, how did it feel? We gotta know. <laughs> From felt... one brave victim to another. Okay, how, how so it... so it felt weird. I know I had to take care of it because it's part of you know what we have to do as men. Sure. And I, you know, but. Just to put it out there, you know, it wasn't What bad. were you thinking while it was happening? This isn't terrible. When I put my pants on and I bent over, he said, okay, you know, go ahead and bend over. A little lower. I'm like, damn. <laughs> <laughs> now I know how, to, now I know how the, my wife feels. <laughs> I'm like, shit. <laughs> was he in there a long time? No, real quick. Like, just like you. It was, you recognize Yeah, it. <laughs> real quick. <laughs> Two, nah, about to say like three seconds. Oh, okay. he oh, felt man. in there, make sure that you know. I I felt his fingers. I felt the finger in the inside for sure. Rubbing your gland. Yeah, rubbing the gland exactly. Right. And I, I, whatever the gland is inside. I mean, I felt that. And he said, "Oh, guess you know, it looks good. It felt okay. good." And you got to do it not, again sooner or no? No. Ever? Unless I have to. But no, he said everything's fine. Oh. Okay, so well, I'm, 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 I'm okay. I'm okay. He said uh, it feels good. Uh, he did mention. I'm sure he said it feels good. It feels good for you too. <laughs> just, just so I know when I have to do that. I mean, is there anything I should do prior to like stretch, take a, take a stretch deep breath, out. take a deep breath, stretch Bring out. Bring chocolate. <laughs> Let him know it's your first time. <laughs> take, take him, take him, take him. To I, eat asked after can I, can, I just asked him, can I can take I, him for ice cream? Can I know your first name, please? <laughs> It, it would be really funny if he did the prostate exam while he was facing you. <laughs> yeah, that would be funny. Very funny. Yeah. 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 I mean, if he was—that like, would be very weird. If he was like Minute Bowl or like some like Blake Griffin, a big guy, and you were like a small person, I think it could be done. They call you a spinner, I'm sure, but still, I think. <laughs> <laughs> are you are you encouraged, Simon, to do this? Um, no, not so much, but <laughs> it's gonna happen. So I mean, I might as well just. I'm, I'm accepting it now. You know, it's not that I know you're surviving it's gonna here. Like, it's I'm, gonna I'm, be okay. I, I feel it's like gonna I'm gonna happen. be alright. Well, after seeing that nice glimmer, <clears throat> that nice twinkle in Jose's eye about the experience, I don't yeah, feel so bad yeah. anymore. I think I'm gonna. It's get not on bad. It. Just, I'm gonna get on it. Just take it like a man, goddammit. <laughs> yeah, you are. <laughs> do, do do you? Uh, my son is a lot like me. Uh, when we were younger, we used to use the, the gay word like for anything. Like something happens, and you go gay, or like hi, Mijo, good morning. What happened? Nothing. Gay. You always drop that, right? And I've been working really hard on not saying that because of political correctness and all that, right? Yeah. Well, last week my son started dropping that for everything. 
<laughs> Before that, last month was uh, No Mama's Way. And he's a white <laughs> kid, but all his friends are Mexican. Everybody in the neighborhood is Mexican. But he was saying that to his mom, like for everything. <laughs> like, no mom is no damn to his mom <laughs> exactly and she's white as hell too so I didn't say anything <laughs> but after a week of this going on I text him I go mijo I was calling mijo I go mijo just to let you know this is what no mom is way means it's a couple of things and you usually say it to your friends and your peers that's it you really don't want to say it to anybody who's older than your mom because anybody in your family member pretty much right yeah. and I go just, just letting you know son and he goes, thanks, Dad. And that was it. And he never used it again. Oh, good. With his mom. With his mom, yeah. <laughs> um, that's so crazy. She, she's, she's a very interesting person. So the reason why I'm bringing up my son is because we have sons. You have sons. I do not. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a girl dad. Oh, no way. I didn't <laughs> yeah, know that. Girl dad. Yep. What, what happened? Not enough beans? Not enough I, I guess not, you know? I guess not. Well, I mean, I also don't have any hair on my chest. I think that has something to do with it. So <laughs> I'm not sure yet, you know? The reason why I'm bringing it up is because my sons, right? I have to explain to them the, the, the these things that we have to look forward to. Yeah. So there's the uh, anal penetration or uh, what do we call that? What did you what did you call it? What did you call your date? A um, When you a, put the finger a, a in you? Fantasy. <laughs> 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 what, uh, my fantasy? The check. I, I, I've been talking to you about it all day. I don't even know the name of it now. Uh, oh, to, uh, prostate cancer? Yeah. Prostate Oh, my check. God. I got to talk to my boy eventually, right? And I'm now dealing through that as well. And I, I've been, like, avoiding it as much as possible. And another thing I've been avoiding is getting my spine adjusted. A long time ago, I, I totaled two motorcycles. And I went to the chiropractor, and he says, oh, you have your coccyx oh, bent. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah, That's yeah. the last tip on your spine. He goes, well, how do you fix it to get rid of the pain you have? Well, I have a lot of pain, Doc. I need to, well, how do you fix it? I put two fingers up your anus, reach for that tailbone, and then click it. And click it back. And he says, and by the way, Leo, since you ride a motorcycle, because I rode a motorcycle, and he goes, which is why my tailbone always hurts, he says, every time I tell this to all the Harley Davidson guys, they never come back. So I wouldn't be surprised if you don't come back either. <laughs> and you were there next week, huh? <laughs> Hell no, I was like 37. I never came back to the chiropractor. <laughs> You're giving me better advice than he is. We have boys. Maybe you'll get a boy later, but you will need this information. You gotta Definitely tell, not. You got you to tell your boys. <laughs> I'm done with. I'm done, done with kids. Yeah. <laughs> you got to tell your boys certain things, right? Yep. Like the sex talk. We talked about that earlier. I thought that was funny. Are you gonna have a sex talk with your girls, Simon? Um, I I hope not. <laughs> but no, no, I, I did, definitely I will. I mean, my I, daughter. I think you know. I mean, um, obviously, I think for. Not, I mean, I only have brothers, also, you know. So I don't, I don't have sisters. And then now all we've had is girls. Me, me, and my other brother who have had kids, and my other brother, probably better that he doesn't have any. So that's cool. <laughs> um, <clears throat> but yeah, I mean, I, I just kind of, while well, the my other, I have two really young, one and three, and then I have a stepdaughter that's nine, and then my my oldest is she's gonna be thirteen, so. You know, she's at that age. I mean, if she's like Jose, she's already getting rid of the... She's going to start dating know. at 16 at least, right? I mean, I, I mean, anytime. So, yeah. I was. It's funny because she was like, well, how are you going to feel if I bring a boy home? And I was like, well, I mean, I hope he doesn't wear tighter clothes than you because that's kind of weird. What is going on with that fad recently? And I, no, well, I just... What I, what I told her is so, you know, what I'm kind of te- trying to teach her now is that I just want her to remember to always just kind of respect herself and make sure people that she's given the time to are actually worth her time and you know making sure that they're um you know that they respect her care about her things like that and you know i'm hoping eventually i'm gonna have to probably build on that and 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 have that talk with her but i'm surprised yeah. you haven't said plus your mom's a badass and she'll kick anybody's butt <laughs> no no <laughs>